It's time for Alabama Money with Cynthia White and Portia Johnson. We'll have financial tips from financial experts from across the state and extension specialists at Auburn University. Hello, and welcome to Alabama Money, where we talk finance, facts, fun, and fast. I am your host, Cynthia White, Regional Extension Agent at Auburn University. Today, we will be discussing financing college education. Um, We have a special guest with us today, Shaw Pritchett of Jackson Thornton Asset Management. Mr. Shaw, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, your role at Jackson Thornton? I'm a wealth advisor. We work with you know, predominantly high net worth clients, but really clients that have wealth of, of all degrees, trying to assemble portfolios and help them uh, reach their financial goals. Today, we realize it's getting to the end of the school term and parents are kind of shuffling, trying to figure out how to finance that college education. And just in preparation, those that are trying to start a little bit early, we just want to give some advice and some tips to get the ball rolling a little sooner. Um, so we're going to start off and just go into helping them finance that education. How soon should parents start saving for the college education? Well, in my experience, it's never too early to save. So it's always a good idea to get started when your child is early. Having said that, I'm a good example on my own that uh, I probably did not get started early enough. I funded a little bit when my daughter was born, and then you know, uh, 14 years later, I kind of saw a light coming at the end of the tunnel. I uh, knew that I'd have to fund college education, so um, I, I started then. Having said that, I think it's important to know college education is just like saving for retirement, but it's a lot shorter time period. So you have a lot less time for interest to compound uh, in your investments. But you should take every advantage you can of having that, that opportunity to harvest the compound interest and to uh, put the money in there as early as you can. So what are some ways or some tools that parents can use to save for their child's post-secondary education? You know, I frequently see uh, people saving for education using traditional savings or investment accounts. Uh, That said, there's a couple of great options out there that people are using more frequently that I think are great tools. Uh, One is uh, Code Section 529 plan, which I'll just refer to from here on out as a 529 plan. Uh, also a Coverdell account. And a 529 plan and a Coverdell account are very similar. They're both created by the IRS code uh, as savings vehicles. I tend to prefer the 529 accounts because the contribution limits are higher to that. There's a $2,000 contribution limit to a Coverdell, whereas contributions to a 529 plan are really just governed by the annual gift exclusions that are available to, to anyone giving a gift to any other person. So I, I like it for that. Yeah, both options, uh, you know, you, you make your contribution and any earnings and income grow tax deferred. And in both options, when you uh, pull money out for qualified education expenses, the earnings are tax free. And that certainly is a big advantage that those accounts have over uh, just a traditional savings account or investment account. So would you say that is how a parent should base up which one would be the best option for their child? Yeah, I think, you know, college is expensive. And so you really want everything to do every little thing you can to reduce friction and spending for that. And so, you know, not paying taxes is a great example of that. The other thing is, is it kind of, you know, if you open up an account and you do it, you kind of are forcing, uh, you know, that savings. There are, there are some penalties for taking it out 
for non-educational purposes, like if you just take it out because you want to spend it, you've got to pay tax on it, and you might end up having to pay an early withdrawal penalty or, or you know, for, for taking the money out. So I hear you referring to those uh, penalties. Are there any other restrictions associated with those two penalties? Uh, no, you can really you can take the money out for at, at any point in time to spend it on whatever, but it's, it's tax-free if you spend it on qualified education expenses, and that goes beyond tuition. It could include you know, room and board, uh, computers, you know, books and, and, and the like. Uh, but, you know, you could take it out for anything if you're willing to pay the tax. Are there any additional pros and cons with those two accounts? Yeah, I think that the tax effect is the biggest thing. I, I think I would say one thing particularly to be aware of in Alabama, if you wanted to use the Alabama's College Counts Plan, there is a great uh, benefit in Alabama that, that in, any, in any one year, you can deduct ten thousand dollars for your for your taxes against Alabama taxes, not against federal taxes. So that certainly is a great benefit. And you can even, if you have balance in another plan in another state, you can roll it in there and take that deduction in that one year. It's limited to ten thousand dollars a year, but if you're funding every year, that continues to to add up. And then if you have, you know, different than than my experience, but if you have multiple children, you know, it's probably easy to get to ten thousand dollars really quickly. So how does someone go about setting up each of these accounts? Are there certain qualifications associated with each one? I wouldn't say qualifications, but there certainly, uh, you know, you have to open up the correct account. You just can't open up a savings account and say, I'm going to call it a 529 account. A, a Coverdale, you would probably open that up with an investment company, you know, a, a broker or, you know, online broker or the like. 529 accounts are, I don't know that there are any that are not like this, but I'm pretty sure every one of them is a state-sponsored plan. So you would go to a state website, again, in Alabama's Alabama's College Counts plan, and you could just, you could Google that, find it on the web, and you could open up an account online. Again, I had an account like that for my daughter. It was very easy to open, and they make it very easy to uh, fund. You can connect your bank account to that. You can set up monthly contributions, which I do recommend. I mean, I, th I think uh, any way you can automate that would be uh, wonderful. And, and actually, as speaking of someone who uh, used the plan to finance education, it was also really easy to get money out of it to fund that. And so there's there's a couple of they give you several they give you several different options to pull money out. You know you certainly write a check to to send it to them, or you can do a a bank draft. Either one of them you know, works. But in different states also have plans, and and you know just because you live in Alabama doesn't mean you have to use Alabama's plan. For instance, when I first started mine, I used West Virginia's plan because it was a pretty low cost option, and because the one of the mutual fund companies we worked with had a lot of their funds in that plan, and we were recommended. Uh, we received recommendations to, that that would be a good one. But what I realized after I'd done it, having a low balance sitting there for a long time, you know, I think that the tax benefits for an Alabama resident like me to use the Alabama plan kind of pushed it over the edge for me. So does there have to be, you referenced using one outside of the state of Alabama, so do the, would there have to be ties to that state or is it just that if they identify a plan that is outside of Alabama and it seems like a better plan for that particular individual, they are able to utilize that particular plan? Right. You can use a, an account in, in, or a plan in any state. And if you think that's better for you, you can certainly do that. I, I think that the one thing that you don't get in using another state's plan is the tax deduction. So that is something that puts the Alabama plan in favor for an Alabama resident. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a Georgia resident, I mean, you know, there is also a, a tax credit in Georgia or tax deduction in Georgia. That probably tilts it in favor of, of the Georgia plan as opposed to the Alabama plan. You know, different states are different and not everyone offers a tax 
deduction. But uh, I, I think you could really use whichever state you think works best. If you like the investment options or, you know, if the cost is different or if you just like working in another state, you can you can use that plan. Well, Shaw, that is some excellent information. We do recognize that it is ideal for every parent to start as early as possible. But like you previously noted, sometimes we do get a little bit behind the ball. So in those cases, are there plans or advantages to certain plans that work better for those individuals that start a little bit late? No state plan probably works better than the other. But I would say certainly if you're starting a little bit late, you don't want to use the Coverdell as your only example, uh, your only source anyway, is uh, having a $2,000 limit. Having that uh, limit, which say the annual gift exclusion that you could make, which is $17,000 in uh, 2023. I mean, you you can see clearly the difference for you to be able to make up lost time in that. I, I do think another great advantage of a 529 plan with making the contributions just say if you're fortunate enough to where, you know, as a parent, you have the ability to do this or you have grandparents that want to contribute, you, know, you can front end load uh, contributions to a 529 plan. And so you can make five years of contributions at once and then you know, report those on a gift tax return. And, uh, and as I met, mentioned, the $17,000 contribution limit, that's for one individual. So that's what you could make to each of your children. But if you're married, you and your spouse could make double that or 34000 So, yeah, that uh, $34,000 a year, if you're going to front end load it, it's $170,000 a year that you can put into a plan for your child. And, you know, and my thing is like, you know, depending on the, the education experience that they're going to have, but, you know, most of the ones that we run across, you could probably do that one time and you've likely funded education for your child as long as you do it early enough and, and earnings work for their all of their needs. Are there any additional tips or just advice that you might want to give some of our listeners on trying to finance their education? I think as far as other tips, I, th- I think there's a couple of things just about some of these accounts. First, I think a, a, a function of the 529 account that I didn't mention that is like if you have like if if you've got a young child and you fund that and say you you fund it with a lot of money or say you or even better say you have a child that is is very gifted and then you have another child that's not as gifted but you're saving for both and then you find out that you know I, I don't need to pay for college for this child because they've got a lot of scholarship money you can transfer money between these accounts tax free and uh, and so that that's a that's a great benefit of that 529 plan. I think another thing that um, that you know an option you could use that uh, that um, that I w- not necessarily something I'd recommend, but I, I think a, a Roth IRA. Uh, you know, if you have a Roth IRA that you're funding for retirement, you know there are some there is some ability to access that. You know, I don't want to say tax free, but maybe penalty free to fund that. It's not what I recommend because it's not really what it's designed for. And what and what I really don't want people to sit there and say, oh, I'll just rob this account that I've been saving for my retirement for my child's education because it really has a good chance of putting your retirement way behind the eight ball right there. Thank you so much. I think you've given some really good information for our listeners, hoping they'll be able to start a little bit early or make whatever preparation is necessary. I think you've definitely given them some tools and little advice that they'll definitely need and be able to use. Again, I am Cynthia White, and this has been Alabama Money, where we talk finance facts fun and fast. This has been a production of Alabama Extension at Auburn University.